The Premier League season is officially over. There has been a lot of ups, a lot of downs, drama and several memorable moments. And today we are going to sift through it all with the Lost in Possession End of Season Awards. Roll the intro. Hello and welcome back to the Lost in Possession podcast for the end of season awards. But first thing is first, please hit the subscribe button. It takes two seconds. It's absolutely free. And although the season's over, the Lost in Possession train is not stopping. We will be coming to you every single week without fail with a new podcast. We'll be doing quizzes. We'll be doing debates. We'll be doing analysis of every single team in the Premier League, what they need in the summer. But without further ado... Let's get straight into it. What a season it has been. And we will kick start things off with a highly contentious award, in my opinion. Manager of the season. This is one of the ones that has been dividing people on social media because it is all about perspective. And it is all about relative success. So, Reese, we will kick things off with you. Give us a few names who are in contention or, or your nominees, if you like. And ultimately, who you decided on for manager of the season and why. Yep, so I went with Eddie Howe, of course, at Newcastle. I think he took on he took that club to a whole new level this season, finishing you know, third. I think it's I think it's more than impressive and fully deserved. I've also gone for I mean, I have put Mikhail Arteta in there. I think because he did exceed expectations, but he'd do the exact same thing that he did last year. Um and actually, I've also put in, of course, Pep Guardiola. I mean, you can't. <laughs> this man's on for a treble. So he has, to, he has to be on that list. And ultimately, he's who I've gone for. He is probably the greatest manager the Premier League has ever seen. So he has to be Pep. Jamie, do you agree? <clears throat> So, like, I think what you said with the whole, it's what people are picking based off perspective, really, on what they class as success. So, actually, I narrowed it down to, well, three, technically. Um, Arteta wasn't one of them. I think it was a bit harsh, but I think if Arsenal had kept up the pace, he would then be involved. And to be honest, he's done actually a fantastic job, so... It was no discredit. It's not an actual discredit to him, but my three was Eddie Howe, Pep, and Gary O'Neill at Bournemouth, because I think all three of us had Bournemouth going down. Their Bournemouth had put on their TikTok of everyone going, "We're going down," just to just to sort of you know it was good banter by them. I thought, and it was really funny the TikTok they put out. If you haven't seen it. Go find it because it is quite it is quite funny on how everyone had them going down. So he's done an absolute fantastic job to keep them up, and it wasn't like he kept them up on the last day of the season. They were comfortable, and like um, the time of recording, we have done it before the last game of the season. But currently, they're above Chelsea, <laughs> and rub that's it in, all right. Don't rub it in. <laughs> So that's obviously something else. It's sort of like they've done it. They've done so well. So he was something that I think, yeah, Reese didn't have in his three, which was the difference. Eddie Howe's done brilliant. Um, I'm 
I, I don't like what people are doing with the Eddie Howe one. They're extending the manager of the year to manager of 18 months because everyone's going on the, of they're going, oh, look, Newcastle were second from bottom or wherever they were at the time Eddie Howe took over. And then they're using that as an argument for manager of the season. However, from when Eddie Howe took over to the end of last season, he had the third best form in the in the league. So for him to finish f- third or fourth is sort of like keeping up with that pace, which is phenomenal. And he's done brilliant to get Champions League football with them. I don't put him first because I think there's been so many poor seasons from the other big six sides. So Chelsea just mentioned... Liverpool have picked up pace just way too late. They were very poor throughout the season. And Spurs, even though they were winning games, I think Jordan mentioned it several times on the podcast, they were dreadful. And then finally, everything's just completely fallen off a cliff for them. So getting fourth wasn't as difficult as it could have been for Newcastle. I still feel like they've been brilliant, but that's why Eddie Howe's not mine. But... I think if you're, so let's say, I think if you're getting 90 points, so this is City do need a draw in the last game of the season. I think you get, if you're getting 90 points roughly around there, that's why that's what I think makes manager of the season. So I'm going with Pep as well. Disappointed. Disappointed. <laughs> um, I, I disagree. 100% disagree. I think there's a lot of managers actually, probably for the first time ever, several managers that could have won this award for me. I'll, I'll list off a couple of honourable mentions. I do think Pep's, you know, in the mix, without a doubt, obviously, won the league again, 90 points, presumably. is still ridiculous again. Um, I think, for me, Gary O'Neill's definitely one of mine. Emery, again, only a little bit of a season, but what he's done with Villa, potentially getting them European football, is is a good, good achievement. Howe is in the mix. I also think one that, well, two two that people have just not really mentioned is De Zerbe. Again, I know it's not a whole season, but what he's doing with Brighton, their stats, the way they're playing is absolutely ridiculous. And then finally, it's gone a bit flat because they've been on the beach, but Marco Silva, the fact that Fulham, many people are like, oh, Fulham are just going to go back down. And they've been absolutely comfortable for the entire season, not once even threaten with relegation at all so there's a lot that in in my opinion were were in the mix the one I went for and Jamie luckily you covered a lot of my points for me uh, is Gary O'Neill because as you said absolute stone cold favourites to go down even when they then sacked their manager they were still everyone was going they're they're down they're down they're down almost every single pundit was like 100% Bournemouth relegated every YouTuber us included all had them down. And for me, what it's all about relativity, right? Pep winning the league. And again, I'm not I'm not talking about the other years because this is this this season. You said, you know, you can't give awards based on previous results. On this season alone, Bournemouth staying up in the fashion they did comfortably is more impressive than City winning the league again. So for me, I'm going Gary O'Neill. Um let's move on to the most memorable moment of the season. This could be, you know, a hire, this could be a sacking, this could be a result, a moment. Um, Jamie, we'll come back to you. 
What was your, what um, was you? I had two, but I'm going to just go with it. It was it's the seven nil Liverpool beating United. Like that, that's going to be remembered probably forever. <laughs> Well, at least in sort of our lifetimes, that will always keep getting continuously brought up. 7-0, absolutely ridiculous, because it was to a Liverpool team that weren't in the greatest of form, that would look like they, were ne- they weren't even going to challenge for the Champions League spot, and United were going to get it comfortably. So, And they were turning up to Anfield in better form, considered... Well, I don't think they were considered favourites, but the odds would have probably been about even. To go to go there and oh for Liverpool to at home slap United seven 0 I think that's just going to be the most memorable moment of the season for me. I think you can't you can't top a seven 0 of a big six side getting beat. Reese, did you have a different one or, or do you agree with that? Yeah, I had that written down. You've got yeah the seven 0 You've also got the Brentford four nil. Which I think was the second game in, which was a big shot, you know, memorable, memorable moment for everybody. I think, yeah, they're probably the two that really stand out. Probably, again, it involves United. Maybe Arsenal getting that three-two win against them in earlier in the season in the last minute. But yeah, I think I think the seven-nil just for this year. United were on a high from the from the cup win. Went into Liverpool, like you said, with a decent chance of winning and just got steamrolled okay I to be honest I, I agree so I, I had three three for my nominees it was Newcastle beating Spurs 6-1 I think that was absolutely mad the way they were like 5 up in 20 minutes all the fans leaving and all of that obviously Liverpool beating United 7-0 and then also the Liverpool Spurs game I really enjoyed that game for me that was probably game of the season just the wild swings, 3-0 up at home. Spurs finally doing it and coming back. Richarlison finally getting his goal, doing the celebration and then absolutely getting rinsed a minute later. Um, however, I do agree with your points. So I did end up doing Liverpool United 7-0. Again, Jamie, you touched on a couple of the points, but the fact Man United are in the top four this season and have had a good season, won a trophy and got slapped 7-0 by their rivals is just insane. Um, And you're right. (laughs) United fans, well, Liverpool fans will absolutely be reminding everyone of that every single season for as long as they live. Um, So yeah, what what a game. What a game. I do feel Um, like we've missed one here then. My my second one didn't get mentioned is Nelson's goal against Bournemouth. The 97th minute goal for Arsenal. Like, literally the last kick of the game yeah. for Arsenal to keep to... I know, obviously, it teetered off, but at that time, they were well and truly top of the league. And it was a game that you went, what has gone on here? We're losing 2-0 to Bournemouth. And then to go and win 3-2 in that style, I think that's such a big moment as well. We should have done a... Um, I'll tell you what, that 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 can win our new award, Lim, Limbs of the Season Award. I think that would be a good moment for that because that, you're, you're right. That was that was huge. I didn't consider it just because I think, like you said, you know, being two 0 down, I think they shouldn't have been in that situation in the first place. So yeah, but that that happened. It's like you could have even argued season last season. One of the most memorable moments was Gundogan scoring the third goal for City. We, re- but you you shouldn't have been two 0 down in the first place. Yeah, yeah. It, went, it went on to it, win that, something for that. 
Like, yeah, I, but like, I, I still feel like it's such a big moment. And I think a little cheeky one I want to add in is two City players getting a hat trick against United at home. But that, yeah, that, 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 to be fair, that is impressive. It doesn't come. To, it doesn't come top of it, but a, a little cheeky one to mention. <laughs> right, let's move on. So the next one up is breakthrough player of the season, and this is one I actually think like, us included and a lot of people might disagree with. So I'll tell you my nominees. I had four in total, and it's and it's very bright and heavy, as you can probably imagine. Um, so nominees for me, Matoma. I think he's been absolutely sensational this season. A little bit of recency bias, but in Cisco, again for Brighton, absolutely phenomenal player, potentially. Evan Ferguson, again, I think he looks that again, a little bit of recency bias, but I think he's an absolute baller. And Ollie Watkins. So the one I ended up going with was was actually Ollie Watkins. Now he, he, although he's played before, he's we, been around. Sorry, George. Ollie Watkins, though, that's not really a breakthrough, is it? I, I'd say it is because, well, I, I'll explain my logic. And it depends yeah, on what you're considering. But he's been around for a couple of years, but he's not really done anything. And for me, this season was his breakthrough moment of finally saying, like, I'm an actually decent striker. He was in brilliant, brilliant form for Villa. I can't actually remember the stats, but he just he, he kept can score, kept scoring consecutively in games, and he was a big part of the reason they got it up from on the beach to potentially getting in Europe European places. So, I guess it depends on what we're considering breakthrough. But for me, I think he had his breakthrough moment this season, and now he is considered a very high level striker. Whereas before, a lot of people had doubts over him. You know, why did he get in the England squad, this and that? Um, but let, let's hear yours, Jamie. Let's hear yours. So, to be honest, I had three I was kind of thinking between. One was Mitoma. One was Gibbs White at Forest. Now, he kind of has played two. He, I think he played two appearances last season. But this is really his season where he's actually been playing. And third has just left my mind uh so it really was out of the, was out of the other two anyway um i've gone with mitoma i think he's been brilliant this season um and one that everyone has sort of gone what a good player he looks at his dribbling skills are phenomenal um i think he probably just does lack a bit of the final product at times, not not to say he hasn't put, produced this season because he has, but I think this season's been massive for him. But Gibbs White, I think, gets a good shout out in the Forest team. He's he's one of the reasons why they've stayed up. Um, so I think he deserves some credit in in this. I think as well. I think the shout out's definitely valid because he he came for a big fee, seemingly out of the blue. And I think near enough, everyone questioned that signing. They were like, what on earth are Forrest doing here? But he has been one of their best players. He's a proper leader on the pitch. Gets the fans going. The fans have absolutely warmed to him. Um, so I think that's good. I think that's a good shout out. Um, and yeah, depending on our criteria for this award, I, I would probably agree with Matoma. Um, he's been stunning this year. Reese, 
same same or different for you yeah pretty much i mean i think i think to avoid any crossovers of other categories but i think batoma yep deserves a shout first season for brighton done very well um i've actually gone for a couple more that might raise well i suppose raise eyebrows but i know we say about watkins finding his form at what 27 28 i think in some ways we can probably even put rashford in a breakthrough category because he's probably done the best he's done in many many years so <laughs> i think he can count i think he's done better than what he should have you know than what showing what he should have done two years ago three years ago and I'm actually my final one, the one I've actually picked was actually Isaac at Newcastle. Ten goals, twenty-one games. He was injured for quite a bit of it as well, so we could have expected that to have gone to fifteen, potentially a little bit more. Uh, I think he's been outstanding. I think even his assists have been, you know, class. He's been an all-round great player who stepped up and performed in performed in games for Newcastle. Yeah, I think both are fair, and to be honest, yeah, people probably disagree with what breakthrough is. We've obviously picked a couple there that are having their personal breakthrough seasons. Um, but yeah, in terms of players who haven't played, I think Isaac, Atoma, definitely both both strong, valid contenders. Um, so let's move on to our fourth award. Shock of the season. Um, I guess I've got to kick things off here. For me personally, the, the shock of the season has been Chelsea's complete and utter capitulation um despite despite the spend i said to you guys earlier in the week like what a ridiculous season it's been you had obviously in the summer a bravmich kind of forced a hostile government takeover all the fans everywhere on social media chelsea are finished chelsea are going to get relegated chelsea this chelsea that Bowley then comes in spends you know, 300, 600 million. The whole narrative flips. Chelsea are back. There was tears everywhere from rival fans. And then another flip. Chelsea absolutely being, you know, dog shit for want of a better term and ended up in the bottom half of the table. So for me, that that is the most shocking thing that's happened this season as a whole. Um, we'll have another debate in the summer about, you know, what's next for us and, and can we turn it around? But, yeah, I, th- I think that has to be the biggest shock. Yeah, <laughs> it, it really is. It's got to be Chelsea because even like like we said, we did this before the final game of the season. You actually could be bottom of all the London clubs in the in the Premier League. Which before the start of the season, you're thinking you're going to be top. Re- realistically, um, so just to show how bad you've just been awful. And the fact is, I saw the celebrations against United when you scored. It was a complete console. Like the goal did not matter at all. But I've seen clips of your fans at Old Trafford. I've seen different sort of live streams of the celebration of you just scoring a bloody goal, which is just un- unreal. <laughs> like you really should just be going goal, what whatever. But you've actually had to celebrate it because. You've just not scored enough goals. That's simply reason why you're where you are. And the fact is, you've gone through. You're on four managers now. Is it this, for this? Yeah. Well, season? we could have a, we could have a Chelsea manager of the season award potentially. <laughs> yeah, four different managers I technically. I don't know if any of them actually deserve an award apart from 
done the worst, really. But I think that actually goes to Lampard because he, he's won what one game. Like the form is is relegation worthy, and the fact is you were like you were actually thinking like there was a small possibility where people going you're not going to pick up any points for the rest of the season, and I think if you didn't have that Bournemouth win, you would be you'd be like shaking a bit like yeah. what has gone on. Yeah, Chelsea's mine. Yeah, I mean, I didn't think... I mean, I thought Chelsea fans might be a bit disappointed because I put them in fourth anyway at their, like, pre-season table. I thought they were going to be slightly deflated. Um, but this, is, this isn't this is just deflated. This is exploded. Um, it's, it's just not good enough. £600 million, pounds, you know, get rid of Tuchel... Um, for whatever reason, but even then, the recruitment in the summer wasn't very good. Bringing Potter for all that money, some say he didn't get a long enough chance, but it wasn't much of an improvement. And then they bring in Lampard for whatever reason. Um, you know, I think he's a good coach, but he's not a good manager, and he's proven that again. You know, by having an absolute abysmal time at another club. In this, you know, it's just been shocking. You know, and it's the fact that they're going to games away from home, especially, and, and like not even trying. Like, <laughs> you would look at those plans, be like, oh, someone can at least do something, but nothing, nothing. You know, they get thrashed by United, thrashed by Arsenal. You know, lose to City's B team. You know, they're lucky it wasn't the first team. It, it's just poor. It's it's yeah, it's a shambles and quite a lot. Well. I want to say a lot of work has to be done in the summer. It just has to be the right motivation, I think. But yeah, just just not good enough. Well, let, let's move on to the flop of the season. Again, quite a few players in contention for this, I think. Um, so obviously, this is a bad, bad transfer signing. Jamie, we'll come to you. Who are your nominees and who did you end up going for? Um, well, I think I might as well get a few Chelsea players out of the way because they've you've signed them for such high money, right? So let's get them all down. Let's just get them all down so they will probably deserve to be on there. <laughs> but like, no, but like Cucurello was one up there because you signed him for what 60 million. Something like that. Sterling coming from City, having the sort of prestige of being a winner uh, at City and has done nothing really. I think you probably would have been disappointed yourself at the way the signing's gone. Um, you've got Mudrick, who I think it's a bit harsh to say because he's obviously not just... He, he isn't like a Sterling and Cucurella who expects to come in and kick on straight away because they've got Premier League experience but he's got to be in there for the money you've spent on him um, then even though I don't think he's actually been bad I don't think he's been good enough for his price point and I think this is something that we had with Grealish last summer is Enzo Fernandez. it's only because of the price point otherwise he's probably been a, one of the better players for Chelsea but that's not saying anything because Chelsea haven't been great so apart because you expect for hundred million to try and nearly sort out what's been going wrong, that's the only that's reason. Very harsh. Very very. It probably harsh. is. It probably it probably is. But when it is, there's no. Well, 
Because it was 100 million euros, wasn't it? The signing. It's 100 yeah, mil. But you've not seen anyone from like rival fans slate him. Which, you know, when Grealish signed, it was, oh, he's shit. He's done nothing. This, this, and this. I've not seen one person actually really slate Enzo Fernandez because he has been good. No, like but, I said, it's because you've obviously brought him in for 100 million and he's starting most most games and you're still being crap. So because of the price point, it's not because of his performances as such. So I'm just saying he's a, he's a mention. He's, he's not my choice, really. Um, I think they're the ones from Chelsea anyway. You've got to look at, even though I defended him last week, Nunes is up there because of the hype Liverpool fans put on him. He was meant to outscore Haaland this season and they thought everyone thought they were right. Well, Liverpool fans thought they were right just based off the community shield. And it's not gone to, it's gone nowhere near where Haaland is, and we'll talk probably a bit about him in our later awards. Um but really my answer comes down to the guy who finally scored after I think it's three or four shirt takeoffs after scoring and being offside for nearly all of them. And then the final time he does, which looks like a heroic comeback, they still go and lose. And that is obviously Richarlison. 60 million from Everton. He's had Premier League experience. He's meant to come in and sort of compete and help with Son and Kane partnership. Son's dropped off. You think, okay, Richarlison can come here and grab sort of some goals and help out Spurs and it's just that it's not done enough. Really not done enough. Reese, do you agree or is there any other names to throw in the hat? Um yeah, I think I think Richarlison, yeah, one goal, sixty million spent hasn't really offered much for Spurs. Um I mean Son hasn't had a good season either, to be fair. Um Anthony, four league goals. Uh but I don't think he's that bad. I think he gets a little bit of a rat. Everyone seems to think he's supposed to be Ronaldo and he's not. I, I think he's not the worst player I've seen. I've I've not put Chelsea players in this one because I think, yes, the price tags are high. But I think overall, they're going to need time. I don't think all of them will, you know, will be that bad in the end. Uh Southampton's decision making overall deserves to be a mention of a flop. I mean, Nathan Jones. I mean, I, I mean, I, I said it at the time. What are they doing? And and they've just got you know, it's justified. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not all Nathan Jones's fault. Like he was given that sheet that said he was the best coach in in X whatever. He was given that sheet, so it's not. I can't critique him too much for that. Um, but. Just, or, um, and then overall, I think Frank Lampard, his his season is, I mean, it just can't get much worse, can it? Like, it's, I mean, you get sacked from doing a really rubbish job at Everton near the bottom of, you know, leave him in relegation. And then you get the job at one of the biggest clubs in the world, Chelsea. Like, that's like me getting the sack from my job and then being asked, you know, getting the CEO role at Microsoft. Like, it's just not going to happen. Like, like. It's a reward for failure. I know why they've brought him in, but and I know he's a nice guy, but come on, that that just sums up the season, doesn't it? But but yeah, I'm going to go with Richardson overall. Well, we do we we do all agree. Um, I think yeah, I mean, th- there's definitely Chelsea players in contention. I think the Mudrick one, 
obviously he's not delivered at all, but like we're not signing him for, you know, six months. We're signing him for, for, for life, you know, potentially. Well, based on Chelsea contract, it is for life. Um, <laughs> with, well, yeah, with, with, with Mudrick, I, I think he, you can see glimpses of potential. Uh, so I think it's a little bit harsh to give him flop of the season. The price tag, of course, was higher, but you've got to consider a lot of that money spent was, was just to basically fuck off Arsenal, um, which it did. It did at the time. So I can't call that flop of the season. Um, the only other one I'd chuck in, Jamie will disagree, but Calvin Phillips, like, you know, no, 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 I agree, I agree, too far. 50 I mil, that. you know, d- literally, d- literally done nothing. Like, I know there's a small injury, I believe, in that, but you know, Rogers, oh, there was, was, was a few, yeah, there was a few injuries, but yeah, I, I agree, he should be involved in this. Yeah, his, not, his first start, his first start, he got a guard of honor from Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he had a great season, but I'm not quite sure what he was expecting when he joined City. Anyway, you know, it's like when Begovic left Stoke for Chelsea. I'm not quite sure what he was expecting. You know, with Quartar in front of him. Yeah, you know, I think I, yeah, that that would be the defense. I guess is is did you really think you were going to take Rodri out of the team? But for the money paid, <laughs> you know, lack of minutes. Um, but yeah, I, I, I did agree. I, I think Richardson for me, 60 mil. Um, and it, and the thing is he's, he's proven in the Prem, you know, like with Mudric, it's like, he's done it in Ukrainian league, but we've not seen him do it in the Prem. Richardson has been in the Prem. He's scored one of the greatest goals in a world cup for Brazil. So he's clearly got talent. Um, you expected him to get the, the bite and the flair that that, attack needed and he hasn't and Conte's even balled him up on it you know and yeah it's just it's, it's, the, it's the antics as well for me that, that make part of that Jamie I think you touched on it but taking your shirt off for like an equaliser and then getting it disallowed three times is just pure embarrassing Um and then to finally get the big goal that he's been waiting for and then to just get mugged a minute later um was, was hilarious so yeah Richardson sorry mate three out of three um, right, let's move on. We've not got too much longer left, but we've got the two potentially biggest awards left. So, young player of the season. So, again, debates on the stipulations, but if they started the season as 23, they still count, even if they're 24 now. Reese, we'll come straight back to you. Who are your nominees and who did you decide for? Yeah, I mean, there are obviously honourable mentions like Isaac, of course. You know, I think quite a few of the Arsenal players, you know, Saka was also a, an honourable mention. But as far as I'm concerned, couldn't step up when it comes to the crunch. Um, overall, I've actually gone for Martin Udegaard. I think 16 goals it was, eight assists in the league. Um, and he was a captain and he stepped up when it mattered. He got vital goals. He got amazing performances. You know, look at the way he finishes. I think he's shown more leadership you know, than what a lot of experienced players would ever do. So I've gone through to God. I think he's in an outstanding season. Jamie, any other names to throw in the hat? Well, there's the big one we've all mentioned, not mentioned. He's, tw- he's 22, 23. It's early in Harland. Why can't he be put in for this one? <laughs> he's of age. It's not like it hasn't happened before. He has actually won the Premier League and Young Premier League Player of the Season. Um, one of the awards, there's so many that give it out. I, I lose track on who's actually giving him the award, but he's been given that for one of them. 
he's definitely up there. But right, if it, like I feel like Reese wouldn't have considered him for for he probably is in contention for the actual player of the season. After that, it was a it was between the Arsenal front, well three the three behind the striker. Martinelli's had an absolute great season, same goals as Odegaard. Saka's had a brilliant season. Um, out of them three, and sort of second behind Haaland, if we're going to discredit him for his own brilliance, really, I'd agree with Odegaard. I think he stepped, he tried to step up when Martinelli and Saka's form was dipping, and he was keeping keeping Arsenal in the title race, but. He does, I still think he needs another level because he was missing in some of the big games. Like when we played, when City played Arsenal, he he went missing in that biggest game of the season at the Etihad, and that's I think there's a few times he's done that. Yeah, well, for for the second time consecutively, we all agree. Um, I yeah, to be honest, both of you've covered a lot of my points there. So Highland. May potentially we're given a spoiler away for the next award, but yeah, Harland is 22. What he's done is incredible. But for me, I had to give it to one of the Arsenal three over the course of the season. And yeah, for, for, for literally the exact reasons you both said, you know, even at this last dip off for Arsenal, Odegaard's still been there contributing. He's been a leader. Um, Saka has withered away in the last few games. Martinelli has withered away in the last few games. So I had to go for, for Odegaard as well. Um, so let let's get to the final award. We may have hinted at, at who. Well, at least me and Jamie are going for potentially player of the season. It is the big one. I guess I'll kick things off. Um, yeah, as we said, it, it's hard to disagree for this award. It has to be, in my opinion, Erlen Haaland. Came big transfer or well small transfer fee, big you know transfer package, whatever you want to call it. But he probably came to the Premier League as the most hyped, the most excitable player, transfer, whatever. City fans were obviously absolutely buzzing. Other fans, Chelsea United, who who were linked, were, were gutted that they didn't get him. You then had the community shield where he missed a sitter and everyone was like, oh, he's, you know, he's a flop. And, and that's obviously where the Liverpool Nunes thing started. Um, but he is somehow, despite being the most hyped player of all time, near enough, somehow over-delivered on that, which is absolutely ridiculous. Jamie, you'll know the exact goals goals tally in the end, but to, to break the records, to get 50-plus, is absolutely fucking ridiculous on his last game, uh, on on, the, on his first season. It's absolutely insane. Um, and although he's at the best team, it doesn't matter. To do that is ridiculous. So, yeah, Harlem for me, without question. Jamie, we'll come to you, but... I, I yeah. assume you agree. <laughs> it's absolutely Haaland, isn't it? It's no shadow of a doubt. Um, he's obviously the ones that I think he's got 36 goals with one game remaining. He's, well, he's actually now one behind before the sort of final game of the season. He's one goal behind Chelsea this season in the Premier League. He's beaten quite a lot of the other teams for goals. It's ridiculous what he's done this season. He's got, I think it's four four hat-tricks. And if you look at the, the stats that people had at 
stat tricks, he's something like 40 plus games. Well, I think even more than that, 40 plus games ahead of other people by the time he's got it. The goals he's scoring, everyone's going, oh, it's all tapping. But he's that's the that's the point of the striker is to get the goals. It doesn't matter where it where, but he's scoring some spectacular goals. If you think of the goal against Southampton with the sort of bicycle kick, you've got sort of the it was his only outside the box goal was against Wolves, and that was on it. That was a brilliant like brilliant finish in a game that actually we needed to kill and that's why we brought him in because in the in the goal for a goal he is a killer and that's what you want from a striker um he's actually got eight assists in the premier league which is more than odegaard who we've given young player of the season where people saying oh he's just scoring goals he's actually contributing a lot more and if he gets at least one goal or assist he breaks Omri's record for most contributions in one season i believe of I think it's on forty four, when Thierry Henry have got I think twenty four goals, twenty assists. He's a bit more heavily weighted towards goals, Haaland, but it's still a record that he can break. But at least join it. But there's no one else in contention really. Um, I think one person you have to shout out is actually Harry Kane. We've not mentioned him. Who, if it wasn't for Haaland, we'd be talking about his season as how many goals he's scoring. And especially in a very poor Spurs side, 28 goals. But it, unfortunately for him, he's doing it at the wrong time because the robot has come in and absolutely smashed it. Yeah, agree. Reese, surely, surely not. <laughs> no, you pretty much said everything I needed to say. It has to be Harlan. Boom. There you have it. Congrats to Harland and the rest of our winners. Your awards will be in the post. Um, as, as we said earlier in the show, so the season is over, but the Lost in Possession podcast is not. We will be coming to you still with episodes every single week without fail. Obviously, we're on TikTok, as you know, Instagram and Clapper now as well. So give us a follow on those platforms. But as always, let us know your thoughts in the comments. Like, comment and subscribe. You know the drill. Here we go.